Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Mommy Couch Confessions. It is I, Raquel Dene of RaquelaDene.com, military spouse, homeschooling mom, communication stylist, and encouragement extraordinaire. Welcome back to the couch, y'all. I don't even know what the title of this episode is going to be, but let me just say this. Sometimes at the end of the day, it's enough if the children are fed and alive. Let me say it again for the people in the back. Sometimes it is okay to get to the end of the day and be able to acknowledge that at least the children are fed and alive. Listen, I don't know what the setup at your house is. I don't know how you're, you might have the type of children who like to curl up and read all day and color and help you bake without making a mess and who just sit quietly. I don't know that life. I don't have those children. I have children who enjoy reading and coloring, but they also wanna be upside down on the swing set. They wanna climb the geodome and stand at the top with no hands. They wanna climb the outside of the swing set. They wanna run and jump onto the swing and flip off. That's what I have. I have girls that like to dig for snails and worms, and the littlest one likes to stir up ant piles. You'd think after the second or third time she fell in one and got bit up, she'd stop, but no, 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 no. The intrigue is still there. And on those days when they are doing the absolute uttermost, sometimes I have to tell myself at least they're alive and they're fed. If they had Cheetos and grapes for lunch, they ate. Sometimes dinner might be that big bowl of popcorn you're eating while we watch the family movie and maybe like the leftover chicken strips from when we went out for lunch. And that's enough because you ate. I will make sure you have a balanced meal every other day of the week. I will do the best that I can to make sure that you have healthy snacks. I will ensure that you get a balance of proteins and fruits and vegetables and all those things. But some days you just don't have it. And listen, let me tell you, don't let the internet or other people or even the voice inside your head guilt you into making you think that you have to do all the things every day. First of all, let's do a rewind. When in history have children ever been as served as they are now? I'll wait. Because when I look back or when I talk to older people I know, kids were finding little odd jobs to do at 12 and 13 years old. Kids ate when they were fed and they ate what they were fed or they didn't eat. Am I right? Like our children, for the most part in this generation are so completely blessed that they don't realize how blessed they are because it's normal to them. And there are some days where in trying to provide the ultimate nurturing, educational, inspiring environment is just not something you are capable of doing. It's just not. Some days you don't have it. You don't feel like cooking. You don't want to. You're mentally unable, physically tired. And there was a day when 
uh, we only had one child. This was years and years ago. My husband came home and there were dishes all over the place and laundry all over the place. And I probably looked like I had just climbed from the fifth level of hell. And he was like, babe, what'd y'all do today? And there's a napping toddler in the other room. He was like, well, I fed her, kept her alive. And he was like, you didn't do anything else? And I immediately responded with, my job is to be a stay-at-home mom. I'm here, I mothered. The child was fed and she's still alive. All of these other homemaking skills, that's just icing on the cake. And right now, you got a cake with no icing. Now, I was definitely in a mood that day. And that had definitely established a boundary for us of what not to say. And after he spent some days alone with her and then throw in an extra kid and he spent a week holding down the fort with the two of them, there was a level of appreciation that came with the phrase, they're fed and they're alive. So listen, when you feel like you're not doing enough, think about it. Do they have space? Do they have space to color, to have their own thoughts, to be themselves? Even if it's not a physical amount of space, have you given them the opportunity to figure themselves out? By that, I mean telling them to go play, go do something, use your imagination, go. Because all kids need that. They need the freedom that unstructured play brings. They need to eat. Doesn't matter what you ate, you know, if it's fast food and packaged chips all day, every day, and the only fruit they ever eat comes out of a can, here's the reality. There are children living in situations where that's all they have, and they will continue to thrive. God, cover them, build them up strong. But did you eat? And I don't know about your kids, but mine have very distinguished palates. I get requests like, can we have salmon and asparagus? <laughs> Can we have crawfish and crab legs? Say what? Even the little one, my three-year-old, mommy, I eat steak. I have more steak. First of all, you children want things that require a pretty good amount of prep. Two, effort and energy. And three, they're not cheap. What happened to the days of, can I have a grilled cheese sandwich? That, does that not exist anymore? I remember at one point making little charcuterie boards or plates for them for lunch and it had a few crackers and goldfish and some sliced sausage and you know cut up ham, um, some apples, a few grapes, slices of cheese. And I remember the first time I did it, my oldest looked at me and said, mommy, what is this? Um, excuse you, that's lunch. Mommy, this just lots of snacks on a plate. Oh, well, if you don't want to eat it, I'll eat it. She immediately changed her tune. So my children know the little shark, is it charcuterie, charcuterie, however you say it. They see it as, oh, we get lunch a snack on a plate. Sometimes that's what you're going to get for dinner. Sometimes you might have to eat these pancakes and be happy. You might get Eggo waffles and a scrambled egg around here for dinner and a side of bacon. And it's just gonna have to be delicious. Because I also live 
by the motto that you don't have to eat it, but I'm not giving you anything else to eat. Anybody else, anybody else run that down in their homes? Like you, you have choice. You have free will. You don't have to eat it. Now, tomorrow, you're probably going to want a double portion of breakfast. But if you choose not to eat this, well, then I guess hunger is what you prefer. But on those days, don't feel bad. Don't feel dismayed. Don't allow yourself to fall into the habit of mom guilt of shoulds and I wishes. Mm -mm. No, we should never should ourselves. I learned that in therapy. And two, did they eat? It's all going to even itself out. There are times where we just really have to step back and look at the bigger picture. And y'all, let's just be for real. In the middle of this quarantine pandemic situation, wherever we are in the world, <sighs> insert deep sigh. It was so hard and still is sometimes to keep the kids completely physically healthy and alive. Because again, my kids decided that during a pandemic was the time for them to try all of the things, like climbing our fence to see our neighbors. Yes, my seven-year-old helped my three-year-old, well, she was seven at the time, helped the three-year-old climb the privacy fence so they could talk to the neighbors. Y'all, can you imagine the panic? that ran through me as I was walking back through the living room carrying laundry. Hmm. The seven-year-old also got stuck in a tree that's really not meant for climbing in the backyard, very thin branches. She screamed and screamed and a neighbor came and helped her out because I couldn't, I couldn't reach her. And the more I tried to get up there, the more the three-year-old tried to follow me and it was just a mess, a mess. Sometimes they wanna eat stuff that's not edible. I look over, What's in your mouth? A Lego? Why, why is there a Lego? Why is there a Lego in your mouth? What do we put in our mouths? Food, is a Lego food? Nope, but guess what? If she had swallowed it, then we'd have had an emergency situation. That would have been a day that keeping her alive became increasingly more difficult. But sometimes we have to look ourselves in the mirror and give ourselves a pat on the back and a high five because after we put them to bed and they're sound asleep and they're quiet and the day is coming to a close, we can say they're fed and they're alive. And listen, I am here for you, for all of that. I feel you. It is like a sisterhood, this motherhood journey. And it's not always easy at all. Even when I had one child, I can't tell you how many times we had to deal with things being stuck up the nose. Oh man, you've never lived until you've had to sit in the emergency room and blow a tic-tac out of your kid's nose because insurance won't cover them being seen. Y'all, tears on both ends, but she's alive. Or when you go to wake your four-year-old up and they tell you that they were hungry, so they swallowed their earring, at which point you call the pediatrician who suggests you take them to urgent care because it's after hours, who then sends you to the hospital furthest away from your house because they have a pediatric unit that can help, only to get to said pediatric unit and be told that because the placement of the earring 
through the digestive system has gone so far, all you can do at this point is feed the child and wait for it to come out the other end. Y'all, we keep humans alive and ourselves alive. And we somehow find a way to feed them and ourselves. On most days, they get three different meals that are nutritious and wholesome and balanced. They get physical play. They get the opportunity to use their creative skills, their imagination, all of these things because we do our best to keep them alive and to make sure they're fed. I don't know where the standard of motherhood began that you had to do all of the things and look good while you did all of the things and then take pictures of you doing the things and then find time to post and create cute little captions about all the things you did. Y'all, no, no, I'm not falling for the hype. I'm not, and I'm also not setting up a tripod and walking around my house so I can take pictures and have children who have matching outfits on. Mm -mm, no, because all they're gonna do is spill something on it and then I have to do more laundry. We're gonna let them be free. Save yourself some energy, save yourself some heartache. And know that sometimes what might be considered the bare minimum to social media or societal standards is enough in real life. These influencers that are having all of these amazing Instagram feeds of their children doing all the things, it probably took them 200 pictures mm -hmm. and a volume. It probably took them all day and a drink or a bottle of wine to be able to put up that content that you see. So if at the end of the day, you don't feel the need to find a way to numb yourself, simply to get through everyday life, girl, you're winning. You're winning in my book. Are they fed? Are they alive? There you go. Because listen, if you can't answer those two questions with a yes, you might have to reevaluate some things. Now, I say that with the caveat of that doesn't include the days you forget to feed them because they don't say they're hungry. Have any of y'all ever had that? Like my kids will wake up and they'll have a little breakfast and then they get to playing and running and doing all the things they do. And then they look up at like four o'clock and they say, mommy, we didn't eat lunch. Oh, well, you had some snacks. You know, because we may have been living off of caffeine. So we didn't eat lunch. We didn't think to make them lunch. They didn't ask. And then they eat dinner and they move on with their lives. No harm, no foul. Those days will happen too. And guess what? they'll live to see another day. We had this moment a couple of weeks ago where I made dinner. The girls decided to play and argue with each other as opposed to eat. And after 35 minutes, I said, that's it. Everybody up, time to get ready for bed. And as we're getting them into bed, my oldest says, I'm angry with you. And because I'm an enlightened parent, you know, I'm on the road to being awakened and all of that. I said, well, why do you feel angry? Tell me more about this. Because you didn't let me eat. Uh, stop right there. 
Mm-mm. You chose not to eat, which is why you're now in the bed hungry. That's not my fault. You have to take responsibility for that. But I'm just so angry with you, Mommy. You didn't let me eat. Um, listen, friends, let me tell you, I don't offer anybody the opportunity to waste my time. Not grown-ups, not children. So if I say here's dinner and it's time to eat, it's time to eat. I gave you 35 minutes. You never put the fork to your mouth. That tells me you're not hungry. So we're moving on to the next part of the program. Don't let even the little children guilt you into feeling like you're not doing enough because they might want to go to the park or the trampoline park or grandma's house or whatever plethora of places they enjoy being other than at home and make you feel like you did them a disservice by not being the taxi cab or chauffeur or chaperone to all of their favorite things on this particular day. Well, listen, that's the way the cookie crumbles sometimes. We all have to learn to deal with disappointments. We all have to learn how to handle the word no. And they're gonna, they're gonna be okay. Because at the end of the day, guess what? They're fed and they're alive. So my friends, as we exit the couch on this beautiful day, just know that sometimes mediocre might be your best, but who gets to determine mediocre and best is you. And it differs for every household, for every family. So don't hold yourself to anybody else's standards because at the end of the day, in my book, you are rocking this motherhood thing if you have kept them alive and fed. See you next time.